What's up, world? It's Pastor Free. Because who else going to do a free indeed Friday podcast? Listen, it's about to go down. Thank God it's Friday. Let's go. Church all your life. Yeah, boy. I'm a church boy. Get on in here, get on in here, get on in here. It's another free indeed Friday podcast. I need you to text, email, send a smoke signal, flip some pigeons, and let your cousins know that Pastor Free is on this Friday. Listen, before I move any further, I want to drop it in your spirit today. Don't worry. Stop worrying so much. Back in the day, Bobby McFerrin put out a song called Don't Worry, Be Happy. And the principle or the concept of the song was basically that life is going to throw things at you. However, don't spend your time, don't waste your time worrying. Too many people uh, literally are missing out on living life, depressed, down in the dumps, uh, bitter, uh, ruining relationships and possibilities because of the fact that you're just worried about life. You know, it, it kind of brings you down, uh, puts you in a dark space. When the truth of the matter is, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6 that we don't need to worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to take care of itself. But those of us who are people of faith ought to take confidence in knowing that God cares for you. He's going to provide for you. He's going to make a way for you. He's going to open doors for you. He's going to make sure you're fed and clothed the whole nine. So this Friday, make it your business to make a decision not to worry. Anyway, y'all know free funny, right? I mean, like hilariously knee slapping, you know, the back of your head start hurting type of funny. This joke is called Forrest Gump and St. Peter. Forrest Gump and St. Peter. Listen, when Forrest Gump died, he stood in front of St. Peter at the pearly gates. Peter said, welcome, Forrest. We've heard a lot about you. He continued, unfortunately, it's getting pretty crowded up here. And we find that we now have to give people an entrance exam before we can let them in. Okay, said Forrest. I hope it's not too hard. I've already been through a test. My mom used to say life is like a final exam. It's hard. Yes, Forrest, I know. But this test is only three questions. Here they are. Number one, which two days of the week begin with the letter T? Number two, how many seconds are in a year? Number three, what is God's first name? Well, sir, said Forrest, the first one is easy. Which two days of the week begin with the letter T? Today and tomorrow. (laughs) St. Peter looked surprised and said, well, that wasn't the answer I was looking for, but you have a point. I give you credit for that answer. The next question said for us, how many seconds are in a year? Twelve. Twelve, said St. Peter, surprised and confused. Yes, sir. January 2nd, February 2nd, March 2nd, St. Peter interrupted him. I see what you mean. I give you credit for that one, too. And the last question said for us, what is God's first name? It's Andy. Andy, said St. Peter in shock. How did you come up with Andy? Well, I learned it in church. 
We used to sing about it. Forrest broke out in a song. Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. St. Peter opened the gate to heaven and said, run, Forrest, run. Listen, that junk is hilarious to me because a whole lot of us. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to go into that. Free is not only funny. I'm a music man. Remember, I've told you on several occasions that if you want Free Indeed Ministries products, that includes my music, literary works, movies, uh, Lady Kayla's music. You can always get that stuff at www.freetheletterndministries.com. Most of our stuff is there. But today, I'm about to play music that you can't find nowhere. Exclusive. Uh, I was working on a record called the 2020 record that dealt with all of the catastrophe and calamity that took place in 2020. And I've yet to release it because at the end of the day for Deshard Freeman, 2021 has been a worse year. I mean, I started the year with COVID. My grandmother died. My dog died. It's just been a rough year. But eventually, I'm going to put this record out. It might be 2027 by the time I do. But this is one of the songs off of it called Laura. Each song on the record basically kind of gives this imagery of something else. I'm just going to play a little ski taste of one of the bangers off the 2020 record. This is Laura. Sometimes life is like the perfect storm. Like how could the place... You love to be so much. Turn into something so ugly, so dangerous. She came in like a roaring wind. You had no idea what you were in for. You said it was under control. You've been through some storms before But there's something that you should know This one ain't no easy way to go Damage like you ain't never seen before But my heart is here, can't let it go Yep, that was Laura off the upcoming 2020 record. I told you it's some heat. <laughs> Listen, I know you want to hear a little bit more of that, but I got to keep it rolling on this Free and D Friday podcast. Do you know what today is? 
in October 29th. <laughs> yeah, and that means Dear Young Preacher has made its national release. I hope that you're supporting. Go on the website, freeindeedministries.com. You can purchase the book there. There's a link tree that I'm passing out on social media where you can also access the book. It should be on Amazon right now. If you want a hard copy, drop by the Abundant Life Church tonight, 7 p.m. Please, ma'am, please, sir, please, cousin, please, hater, tell people in your circle about Pastor Free's new book, Dear Young Preacher. And because of the release, I'm going to give you a little bit more from the audio book, Dear Young Preacher. Know that you can conquer conflict. Dear Young Preacher, I don't know how, but I almost left this letter out of the batch. That would have been catastrophic. I say that because it may happen early on or you may have several years of grace, but you can be certain at some point you will have to deal with conflict because we are in the people business and we cannot do ministry without social interaction and engagement. At some point in the journey of your ministry, you will find yourself dealing with conflict. People are different. People have different perspectives. People have different agendas. People have different backgrounds. With these realities in mind, surely we can see how conflict is bound to happen. Sometimes the conflict will be avoidable. If you make certain decisions, you can prevent certain conflicts. However, there will also be times that conflict is simply unavoidable. There are many types of conflict that you may find yourself in. I will not exhaust the possibilities of tensions and social conflict, but I will give a few examples and hopefully some helpful tips and principles that can be applied no matter what the situation. Vision and movement conflict. In the life of the minister, conflict concerning vision and the direction of ministry will almost always be an issue. Those who may not even be senior pastors may find themselves feeling some tension or conflict because your vision and desires may not line up with what you see going on around you. This will happen. The way you handle it matters. You must understand that you may not be the lead pastor today, but you may be tomorrow and you will reap what you sow. As an associating minister or staff pastor, your job is to support the vision of the lead pastor. Getting caught up in the way you think things should run is a recipe for disaster and a pathway to distraction. I'm not saying that you should not be able to communicate your thoughts to the lead pastor. He or she may actually welcome the input and fresh ideas. However, be very clear. God made a choice when he assigned the under shepherd to a particular congregation. October 29th, family. Be sure that you cop your copy of Dear Young Preacher. It'll be available, like I said, freeindeedministries.com. You can also look all over social media. Be sure that you get the audio book and a paper copy, or you can get it on Kindle, Amazon, you know, the whole thing, everywhere that you can get literature. Listen, I'm going to jump back into the series that I started a couple of weeks back called I Won't Complain. Part five is found in Numbers chapter 14, and we call that sermon a hard head makes a soft behind. Growing up, I was taught early on that a hard head makes a soft behind. Here's I Won't Complain, part five. Listen, turn in your Bibles today to the book of Numbers. We're back to the book of Numbers. Uh, 
We've been preaching through a sermon series now for uh, a little while called I Won't Complain. Pastor Free, how long are you going to preach this? Till we stop complaining. Or at least until the narrative runs out. I won't complain. Numbers chapter 14. Uh, go ahead and recite our pre-word mantra. This is my Bible. The infallible word of God. I am what it says I am. I can have what it says I can. The promises of God are sure in my life. Amen. Numbers chapter 14. We're going to start reading at verse 26. If you're here, won't you stand in reverence to the word of God? If you're at home, if you're at work, if you're in the grocery store, it's fine for you to take a pause for the call. Stand for the reading of the word of God. We're going to start at verse 26. That's around about where we left off. Numbers 14, 26. And the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, How long shall this wicked congregation complain against me? I've heard the complaints of the Israelites, which they complain against me. Say to them, as, long, as I live, excuse me, says the Lord, I will do to you the very things I heard you say. Your dead bodies shall fall in this very wilderness, and all your number, including in the census from 20 years old and upward who have complained against me. Not one of you <laughs> shall come into the land which I swore to settle you, except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, son of Nun. But your little ones, who you said would become booty, I will bring in and they shall know the land that you have despised. But as for you, your dead bodies shall fall in this wilderness and your children shall be shepherds in the wilderness for 40 years and shall suffer for your faithlessness. Until the last of your dead bodies lies in the wilderness according to the number of the days in which you spied out the land, 40 days, for every day a year, you shall bear your iniquity 40 years, and you shall know my displeasure. It's a sad text, ain't it? Verse 35, I, the Lord, have spoken. Surely I will do this. Uh, to all this wicked congregation gathered together against me in this wilderness, they shall come to a full end, and there they shall die. Men whom Moses sent to spy out the land who returned and made all the congregation complain against him by bringing a bad report about the land. The men who brought an unfavorable report about the land died by a plague before the Lord. But Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, alone remained alive with those who went to spy out the land. And when Moses told these words to all the Israelites, uh, the people mourned greatly. They rose early in the morning and went up to the heights of the hill country saying, here we are, we will go up to the place that the Lord has promised for we have sinned. But Moses said, why do you continue to transgress the command of the Lord that will not succeed? Don't y'all go up there. For the Lord is not with you. Do not let yourselves be struck down before your enemies. 
For the Amalekites and the Canaanites will confront you there, and you shall fall by the sword. Because you have turned back from following the Lord, the Lord will not be with you. Verse 44, but they presumed to go up to the heights of the hill country, even though the ark of the covenant of the Lord and Moses had not left the camp. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in that hill country came down and defeated them, pursuing them as far as Hormah. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This is I Won't Complain, part five. And I want to talk from the thought today as God gives us strength. A hard head makes a soft, a soft behind. A hard head makes a soft behind. I'm saying it this way because I'm in church, but that ain't the way my mama used to say it to me. A hard head. We've been walking through this narrative verse by verse for over a month now. And I believe God directed me to this sermon series because whether we want to admit it or not, we act a lot like the children of Israel. We wear the spirit of complaint and no matter how God blesses or how good things are, many of us still find a reason to complain. Ironically, God has addressed their complaining on multiple occasions at this point, and they still have not learned their lesson. If I had time, I'd poll the room and ask how many of you God has been trying to teach you a lesson that you still haven't learned. So now they are about to see how severe the consequences can be. Somebody say consequences. Growing up in an African-American household, it would be common to hear someone issue this warning. It's a warning. A hard head makes a soft behind. This typically meant that one should listen to instructions and not keep up the same behavior because the consequences would be hard to endure. Khadija, you know what I'm talking about? Don't? You ain't never had a soft behind. All right. Still, the truth is, just like the children of Israel, most of us are hard-headed. I just need four people who are willing to admit I can be real hard. Look, that's 40 of you. And even whipped <laughs> for a thing, but refused to change. I've taken some whippings in my life. I mean, I'm talking about God has whipped me. Because I was wrong, and he's always right, and I still didn't make the adjustments. Hard head. As we continue in the text today, God sent me on assignment to tell us that the consequences for constant complaints are severe. I've been preaching this for over a month now, and some of us haven't budged off of our comfortable placement of complaining. And what I'm saying today is that when God is telling you to stop complaining and you refuse to stop complaining, then the consequences get worse. You ought to type worse. Here it is, three quick things I'm going to give you in the text and then I'll bid you good day. Well, we left off uh, in the text. They are on the brink of the promised land. It's right there. They, they can see it. All they've got to do is believe God and walk in it. 
The problem is they send spies in the land. The spies go down, 10 of them, and they survey the land and decide it's giants down there. And uh, we don't have no business going in there because them giants are going to whip us. We're going to end up dead. We'll, we'll be maggot food. We'll, we'll be giant food if we try to go forward. They are not realizing that their God is bigger than their giants. I wish I had seven people that'll just get that down in your spirit. Giants are real, but God is bigger. That's good enough for your Twitter. Giants are real, but God is bigger. I'm not trying to minimize the giant of debt. I'm not trying to minimize the giant of sickness. I'm not trying to minimize the giant of the Depression. I'm not trying to minimize the giant of low self-esteem. But what I am telling you is that you serve a God huh, who is bigger than your giants. Huh? Can we take a pause for the cause right there huh, and just shout that we serve a God huh, who is big. Huh? Somebody ought to shout big. Huh? Bigger than cancer. Huh? Bigger than diabetes. Huh? Bigger than the IRS. Huh? Bigger than unemployment. Huh? Bigger than loneliness. Huh? Bigger than in weariness. Uh, somebody shout, God is big. And so here it is. You are concerned and complaining because you see giants when your God is bigger. And so the word of God says, God hears their complaint. Because what complaining does is it ultimately turns into complacency. That the children of Israel not only complain about moving forward, they become complacent where they are, here it is, and even consider going backwards. I'm talking to the nine of you that the truth of the matter is whenever life gets hard, you think about quitting. And not only do you think about quitting, you think about going back to the old way. Don't allow your complaints to turn into complacency, especially when God has given you a promise. All you got to do is move forward. So the first thing the text talks about is the continual complaining. Remember, they were complaining about their food. Complaining about their misfortune. Then they start complaining about the past. And now they're complaining about the come up. They just complaining, complaining, complaining. God says, stop. I don't want to hear it. Stop. I've been too good to you. Stop. I've opened doors that were closed in your face. And you mean to tell me you still complaining? Stop. I've healed your body. Stop. I've freed you from slavery. And you mean to tell me you still complaining? You said you was tired of being single. Huh? I sent you a husband and now you complaining about him. Oh, y'all quiet in a mug in here. I'm saying that there is a continual complaint in many of us. You always find something to complain about. It's too hot in here. They cut on the air. It's too cold in here. I, I can remember when people was complaining about wearing church clothes. I said, hey, y'all, come casual. People start saying, they don't take church serious because they don't wear no church clothes. I remember when people were saying, I don't, why we always got to sing them old hymns? Them old songs that's in the book, the, the maroon book. <laughs> you ain't been saved long enough if you ain't never had a maroon book. The one that felt like it had eczema, that, 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 the maroon book. And, 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 and then we start singing this new stuff to pray. And it's like, I sure miss the old time. I, I just, you know, I, oh. I, I, I can remember when people would say, why, why the preacher always got to holler? 
Why he's sweating it? <laughs> and then preachers started calming down, putting on chucks and button downs, bars, and then start just talking to you. Like, this don't feel like church. Seemed like a motivational speaker. I'm talking about continually complaining. And God eventually gets weary with our complaining. And he says to Moses and Aaron, how long? How long shall this wicked congregation complain against me? Now, God never asks questions for information. And so if God is asking this question, it's for us, not for him. And maybe God is asking that same question. After all I've done for you, most of us are living better now than we've ever lived before. How long are you going to keep complaining? Some of you grew up in a house the size of your living room. Some of us grew up in houses the size of our living room and still complaining. God says, how long? Some of you don't have closets big enough to hold your shoes and your clothes. God says, how long? Y'all ought to talk back to me. How long are you going to continue to complain about every doggone thing? God says, I'm hearing your complaint. Do you think God can't hear you? The reality is God hears us when nobody else can. When you complaining at home, when you opening your bills, and you mad, but the truth of the matter is you made the bill, and you mad at God because you broke. Didn't nobody tell you you need three different internets? (laughs) I just pulled that out of nowhere. Three different internets. The children, because they don't need to be on my internet. Just, just complaining, just complaining. And here it is. The truth of the matter is, uh, Josh, we get sick of hearing people complain. I, I mean, have you ever asked somebody how they were doing and they really told you? Like, I mean, I care, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we could, yeah, yeah. Uh, and if we don't like to hear people complain, what make you think God just want to sit around? And remember, he's omniscient. He's omnipresent. You got to deal with the complaints in front of you. He got to hear every last. Listen, I thank God I ain't him. Because I be the clown. I be the cut up. Acted a plum fool. Because I know what, as a father, how frustrated I get when I hear my children complain. Especially when I understand what I have done for them. It's infuriating. Is there any parent in the room that will declare after I've sacrificed, I put myself behind you. I've gone out of my way just so that you can have and when you're complaining, it burns me up. Can you imagine? Our father woke us up this morning, uh, breathed breath in our lungs, uh, gave us gas to drive to church, uh, gave us Wi-Fi to stream in the service, uh, and still we come plain. I said, Lord, it's first Sunday. I want the people to shout. He said, no, I'm not done saying what I'm saying. Today, they need to understand that not only am I saying stop complaining, I'm saying a hard head makes a soft behind. You've had four parts to hear and heed the word of the Lord. 
But when you continue to do what you're doing after God says stop, there will be, I'm not a fire and brimstone preacher. Y'all know I preach grace all the time. But what I do know is that the grace of God does not cancel the fact that God is just. You, you want a God that always gives you candy and lollipops and pats you on the back and bring you out everything you're in. But I serve a God that the word of God says that whom the father loves, he chases. If God didn't whip you sometime, he don't love you. <laughs> Hard head makes a soft behind. Uh, the, the complaint here it is that we make determine the progress that we make. God said, you know what? I've heard it. I've heard all your complaints. And now... I'm going to give you what you speak. Because usually, usually we shout when we talk about speaking into the atmosphere. The power of life and death is in the tongue. But guess what? If life is in the tongue, death is in the tongue as well. And unfortunately, many of us are not speaking life. We are speaking death. Somebody ought to encourage yourself and say, self, you need to start watching what you say. God says, I heard you say you're going to die in the wilderness. And because that's what you declared, that's exactly what's going to happen. He says, just as long as I live, the very things I heard you say, those are the things that are going to happen to you. Can I take a pause for the cause and declare that if God's going to do whatever I say, then I need to start saying I'm blessed, saying I'm healed, saying I'm strong, saying I will survive, saying I'm encouraged, saying it's only up from here. Somebody in the room ought to wave your hand and declare I'm speaking those things uh, that I desire to see uh, and I'm going to close my mouth uh, when I can't say something positive you, you know I was raised that if you can't say something good some of y'all were raised like me don't say nothing at all but sadly some of us forget that the word of God Proverbs chapter 18 21 says the tongue has the power of life and death those who love it will eat its fruit. Some of us have spoken ourselves into death. Talked ourselves into divorce. Declared ourselves into depression. Talked ourselves out of favor. Come on, talk back to me. It's all about what you call yourself. I know what it's like for folk to call you something. But I could tell less what people call me. I ain't going to call myself that. You might think I'm ugly. But the hell with that. You ain't going to never hear me. <laughs> you, you might think I ain't all of that, but you ain't going to hear me. You might not see me as successful. You might not see me as prosperous. Huh? You might not think I'm anointed, but you ain't going to hear me saying so, so I'm telling somebody today, stop saying you broke or you'll always be broke. I'm financially challenged at the moment. 
and expecting a turnaround. <laughs> you got to learn how to talk by faith. Listen, those of you at home, you need to learn how to declare. Stop saying you sick. My body ain't functioning right at the moment, huh? and I'm expecting a turnaround. Huh? Stop saying you ain't going to make it. Huh? Say things are hard at the moment, huh? and I am expecting huh? a turnaround. Huh? Stop saying you ain't going to never get married. Huh? Start saying Mr. Right ain't found me yet, huh? but I'm expecting uh, a turnaround. Uh, I need five folk with expectation uh, to just jump up on your feet uh, and wave your hand. Uh, say, I'm expecting uh, a turnaround. No longer will my life be defined by negative declaration because God heals. Let me pause parenthetically and tell you, not only does God hear, Satan hears. Satan is not like God in the fact that he is omniscient. Satan doesn't know everything. Cam, I'm going to mess you up. God knows what's in your heart and what's on your mind. The devil doesn't. He got to sit around and wait. For you to say it. And the problem is when we start opening our mouths, we start letting the enemy have intel that he really should not have. The devil don't even know what temptations you like. Until you say it. Or until you click on it. Y'all, the last two weeks, Facebook has been stalking me. I made a life decision, talked about it with people who were very close to me, and have been trying to support that life decision. And Facebook keeps on putting things in my face because it's monitoring my traffic. I need to tell somebody that the devil does the same thing. He is monitoring your traffic. And so if you frequent the club, or he say, if I can just get him to the club, oh, then I got him. If he know that you like him tall, dark, and handsome, he ain't going to send him short, fat. And y'all talk back to me. He knows what you like when you profess it, and he will send it your way. There's a continual complaining. Secondly, the text talks about the consequences of complaining. There are consequences. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. I know, I know, this ain't no happy sermon. I know. It's the difference between a preacher and a pastor, though. Every now and then, you got to hear what you don't want to hear because it helps that, that there will be consequences. For constant complaining. God says, not only have I heard it, but I'm going to do exactly what you said. And watch this. Nobody over the age of 20, numbered with this congregation, is going to make it out. Now, here it is. Somebody said, man, I ain't even say nothing. You got to be careful who you hang out with. Because kicking it with complainers will get you complainers' consequences. 
some of us, if we were to be honest, we weren't nearly as negative until we started hanging out with negative Nancy. And now everything come out, I sound like Nancy. You used to be optimistic. You used to speak life. You used to be so encouraging. But ever since you've been hanging out with people who don't want better for themselves, uh, you started running down your own. Y'all, come on, talk back to your boy. Here it is. Complaining about the process will confine you to your present predicament. God says, since you don't want more, I'll let you keep what you got. Huh? And there's somebody in the room that knows what it's like to be stuck because you were afraid to move forward, trusting God. Now, right now, can I pull the room and just ask who's tired of being stuck? Uh, who's tired of settling? Uh, who's tired of having less than God's best? Uh, who's tired of pinching pities? Uh, who's tired of not having peace? Uh, who's tired of looking at everybody else live? Uh, and all the while you're depressed with what you have? Well, stop complaining! I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to get stuck here. And because I don't want to get stuck here, I can't complain about this, and I can't complain about that, because I don't want to be stuck here. I, I, I refuse for next year to look like this year. And Callie, that's going to mean I got to stop complaining about this year. Because if I give too much attention to what's wrong, nothing will ever get right. I hope y'all hear me. Listen, I, I, I promise you, I said, Lord, I want to make them happy today. He said, no. You got to get them unstuck. You got to get them to see that there are consequences to this continual complaining. And it starts with them dying where they are. Ain't nothing like dying with a promise on the table. Because it had my name on it. And somebody else is going to wear it. Christy, this, this message messed me up because I really believe what God has for me is for me. Unless I don't want it. Then God will give it to somebody else. My God, what a challenging word. A hard head makes a soft behind. That's I Won't Complain, part five. That sermon series was a tremendous blessing to our church and definitely a tremendous blessing to my personal life as well. Listen, as I said before, if you ever want to pick up on Abundant Life Worship or get this word on a regular weekly, you can find us on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Just search Abundant Life Church and you can uh, join in the praise with us on a regular basis say man it's about time for me to give away some flowers you know how we get down on the free indeed friday podcast give me my flowers wow 
how you live. <laughs> anyway, y'all know I be clowning. But anyway, this week I want to give flowers away to my little brother, Pastor Joshua Matthew Daniels. His clergy appreciation. Uh, I want to thank God. Man, I, I was thinking about it, Josh. I can't even remember how we got cool, how we became friends. But now, of course, we're much more like brothers than friends. We fuss, we fight. But at the end of the day, I know I got love for you and I believe you got love for me. I want to give flowers to Pastor Daniels because he has been elevated. He's the pastor elect of the Mount Zion Baptist Church in Los Angeles, California. I want to congratulate you, but I also want to appreciate you, man. You're one of God's best preachers. I thank God for the growth that I've been able to witness on the front row of watching your life. I thank God for the father that you are. I thank God that you're growing as a man. And I just want to encourage you as a brother in the faith as a friend, uh, to keep going, keep trusting God, continue to give God your best, continue to stay humble beneath his mighty hand. And I believe that he has shown that he will exalt you. He will lift you up if you stay humble beneath his mighty hand and just trust him with your life. Man, I'm praying for you. I'm praying God's best for your next brother i want you to know that i love you and i'm proud of you joshua daniels take these flowers boy man y'all probably want some more but your boy got to go i hope i've done my part to get you through this traffic this friday for the friendly friday podcast anyway before i let you go let's look to the lord in prayer most holy and righteous god it is to you we give the glory it is to you we give the praise. Lord, you've done so much for us. It's just appropriate. And we take the time to bless your name. I want to thank you for bringing us to the close of another work week. And as we're looking toward the weekend, God, we give you glory and honor because we recognize that it's just another day, Lord, that you have kept us. Now, Father, please forgive us of all of our sins, our transgressions, those things that you told us not to do that we did anyway, and the things that you commanded us to do that we have neglected neglected or been hesitant to actually accomplish. We ask your forgiveness and your cleansing. Lord God, order our steps today. Lead and guide us in a way, Lord God, that our lives will bring glory to your name. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will lay some soul on each pathway of ours that will be positively affected by our life and our love as we seek to reflect your light in everything we say and do. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each hearer. I ask your blessings, your favor, your anointing, your power, your peace to rest upon their lives in a supernatural way. I cancel sickness. I cancel doubt. I cancel debt, Father God. I cancel low self-esteem. I cancel division, hatred, bitterness, unforgiveness. In the name of Jesus, all of those things the enemy would try to use to stifle our growth and to render us ineffective in the world. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would set us free, liberate us from those things uh, that Satan would use to bind us. And we know that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And so, Father, as we walk in that liberty, as we claim that freedom, we walk, Lord God, in the victory of knowing that our champion has shed blood to liberate us from the penalty and punishment of sin. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, please touch our nation. We're still very much in the midst of a pandemic. Things have opened up. People are behaving in a way that seems like the pandemic is over. But God, people are still getting sick and dying. And we need you to heal our land. Father, perhaps the purpose of all of this was to get our hearts to turn back to you. And Father... 
for many, that just hasn't happened yet. We haven't learned our lesson. And so we can anticipate that this thing will continue. It will persist until your will is accomplished. Father, I pray that your people that are called by your name will turn from our wicked ways, humble ourselves and pray. Then, Lord God, we'll hear from heaven. Then, Lord God, you will heal the land. You've promised to do so. And so, Father, we anticipate your move. But we ask in this season that you will pour out your spirit on all flesh those who are lost and broken I pray that the gospel would reach and heal and save them Father cause your people to be serious about your business in this season help us Lord God to be focused on the main thing not to get distracted by things that are petty and trivial not to get caught up in competition or conflict but Lord to remember we've got a world to seek to save a father to glorify a gospel to preach Lord God in the name of Jesus, our Christ. Lord, we thank you just for the privilege of prayer. We don't want to take it for granted. We give you glory that you as the holy and high creator still wants fellowship, communion, and communication with lowly, wretched, filthy creatures such as we. It's in the matchless, powerful, precious, potent name of Jesus, our wonderful Christ, that we do pray and ask all these things by faith. Amen. And thank God. Family again. This is Pastor Free with another Free Indeed Friday podcast. Again, this is the end of October. I want to say happy clergy appreciation month to each and every preacher and pastor. And what better way to bless yourself than to get a copy of Dear Young Preacher? You can find it almost everywhere. Free Indeed, free the letter IndeedMinistries.com is the best place to go and find all Free Indeed Ministries products. Anyway, I'm about to sign up out of here. Be intentional about being the light in this world in which we live. It's Pastor Free. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Ah, love. Let Jesus go with you.